Thanks to everyone who has supported our Patreon. For extra content, make sure you go check out patreon.com slash boards and swords. Live from Swordplay Studios, it's time for Boards and Swords! Woo! Alrighty! That was weird. Bad jokes, good folks, and board games. That's what we like here. I think that should be our new tagline. I was just thinking that too. <laughs> You know, it's not bad, actually. <laughs> uh, welcome to Boards and Swords. This is the show where we entertain the masses about board games. We have the fun show. talking about board games. I'm one of your hosts. My name's Chris Redshaw. And then over that way, we have Colin and Cindy Pastorius. Hello. Hello. And then that way, we have Mr. Philip Herbig. What's going on, everybody? Mr. <laughs> I'm still talking on a room, Mike Herbig. <laughs> shame, it's shame. Not a room, Mike. It's a camera, Mike. Oh, okay. It's ah. like one step up. <laughs> All right. I'll take it. <laughs> How's everybody going? Doing. How's everybody doing going. today? <laughs> I- I'm going. going. I'm going places. Yeah, going. I mean, we're great. Chat room. We got. Uh, oh yeah, we have people. Yeah, Matthew, Rusted Beetle have said hey so far. Nobody else is uh, fancy enough yet. Uh, if you have, saw mm. our stream last week where we did the FFG stream, you saw the new overlay that I did. So um, now it's even. Yeah. More. Oh yeah, yeah. I kind of saw it after the fact. Well, then you still saw the. Uh, right, I know. No, because no offense, I don't really have an interest in FFG I'm stuff. I'm not so. surprised. I I would I would say I mean offense if I said that. Well, you know what? We didn't even get to see much either because the stream crap crapping out. <laughs> I heard, and then they just posted it on YouTube after the fact, yeah. right? Yeah. Which Philip, I'm I'm assuming even though I was like, oh my gosh, you should watch this, you didn't watch it. I, I did not watch it. <laughs> <laughs> At least he's honest. All right. Speaking of which, let's get into some news. Here we go. I could have made this entirely FFG stuff. I'm just saying. But well, we'll, I appreciate we'll, you we'll not doing you that. Didn't. Instead, we're going to talk about Games Workshop. Oh. Oh. So That's a little better, I guess. This Christmas, I gave you my heart. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> this Christmas Games Workshop has teased that a new edition of Blood Bowl, its famous miniatures game where fantasy races play like a, a brutal version of American football, will be released. A new version. Uh, this game and I actually have a lot in uh, common. It first came out in 1986, and I, too, am known for being wildly unpredictable. <laughs> Good. Didn't, is Blood Bowl the one you started playing with your dad? Yes. Okay, and, then we go, and then we started playing Marvel Champions, and we just... Yes. <laughs> yes. That's right. FFG's uh, 404 presentation. <laughs> Didn't they come back and make a crack about themselves like saying we're talking about gen con 2021 or now or something yeah yeah they came one of the things when they came back is like welcome to gen con 2021 <laughs> Ooh, nice uh rusted beetles talking about that uh his brother may be getting a copy of it and dominus ninth edition box set for christmas that's that's some chunk that's a chunk of change right there that's a that's a pretty spiffy gift there in fact they've mm. been selling out like everywhere uh, Games Workshop has said they're they're printing to order on those now because they've been selling so many of them. Wow. Yeah. Maybe because it's a new edition. 
But <laughs> uh, speaking of which, I just want to mention that if you are a patron and you there are stuff that you would like to see in the news, that we will have we do have a news segment in our Slack, and that's where this next story came from. So if you aren't a patron and you want to see more like Eurogame stuff in the news, then you need to join the Patreon for a dollar and you can help give me things to make fun of. Make Please, mine and Cindy's people. lives a little bit better. I mean, we know about the news stuff, but we just never think to give Chris the like links to look at it himself. Yeah. So we that's why we need you to do it for us because they need you to do their job for them. <laughs> we forget. Help us to help you to help us. <laughs> So an, an update to something we covered a while back, actually, this news bit. Uh, Mythic Games has reached an agreement on its issue with their Time of Legends Joan of Arc game. Now, just a, a quick recap in case you forgot, like most people. Uh, <laughs> the company had originally kickstarted a, uh, like a 1.5 edition of the game, but they forgot to talk to the original creator of the game to get oh, his yeah. approval to do it. And not only that, the creator had said, like, I still haven't got paid all the royalties I'm owed yet. As well, so there was like a big legal fuss. Um, so here's my question: If Mythic Games had been doing a documentary series about how they make their games, would this be the Joan of Arc? <laughs> <Got he. laughs> yeah, like I said, I already I mentioned this. I don't know if I mentioned this before we went live or whatever. There's one of these coming up that I thought was going to be a deep cut that no one got until I heard Philip specifically mention it when I was listening to last week's stream. <laughs> okay so we'll see it's not this next one uh speaking of series the latest chapter in simon's kickstarters is massive darkness 2 i said this in the show notes but there's all kinds of uh uh dirty jokes i could make with that yeah yeah but uh this version of the game takes the heroes into hell as they battle all kinds of demons and monsters I mean, it makes sense, but when I heard the title Massive Darkness 2, I thought it was a new FFG live stream. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was good. So, next up, we got, uh, based on the popular RPG, Vampire the Masquerade Rivals is an expandable card game now from Renegade Games. Okay. You play as a clan of vampires clashing with your opponents physically and politically as you work to, like, conquer the night. Rumor has it that if you back the deluxe version of the game, the game box will even sparkle in the sunlight. Uh... All right. I guess he got it. I thought it was funny. All right. Now it's time for FFG stuff. So okay. we had a ton of FFG announcements. Like I said, could have been the entire news segment, but I'm just going to go quick fire style on these. All right. All right. Okay. First up, Star Wars Armada isn't dead, apparently. Uh, next up, lots of X-Wing stuff that if you really cared about, you already know about it. <laughs> Speaking of X's, X-Wing Mutant Insurrection is a co-op dice game coming soon. Uh, Should have been called X-Men Slice and Dice. Wait, you said X-Wing Mutants. No, I you said X-Men. I said X. Did I say X-Wing? I don't know. Because it says, I said lots of X-Wing stuff. <laughs> and then I said, speaking of X's, X-Men mutant, mutant Insurrection. I'm going to go with, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to go with, you may have said it so fast. It came out as X-M-I-N. Uh, <laughs> and then you flip the W over and yeah. Yeah. yeah you, anyway, sorry. So Colin it's a co-op dice out. game. I say it should have been called X-Men Slice and Dice. Oh my gosh. Should I have been doing this There could have been like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mix in there too, man. Yeah. Uh, Twilight Imperium 4 is getting a $100 expansion that adds two players to the game. 
bringing the total to eight. Uh, mm. Might be expensive, but you've got a while until you can have eight people at the table again. Yeah. Actually, I don't think that was very funny. That was sad. Uh, <laughs> Dark Tidings is the name of the next Keyforge set. It's also the name of the autobiography of the FFG employee in charge of the live stream. Uh, tons of Marvel Champion stuff, Ant-Man, Wasp, Quicksilver, Scarlet Witch, Giant Snake, Birthday Cake, Large Fries, Chocolate Shake. What? Odd parents, barely odd parents. Yes, oh. he did get it. Okay. Like I said, <laughs> I thought he, he started singing it last time and I was like, sweet, somebody get it. Uh, and then at the very end of the recording, they accidentally revealed a 12-inch cubed box for a new Descent game which is the perfect summary of the whole event, spending 10 seconds on the thing everyone wanted to see the most. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. As uh, Rusted Beetle says, uh, Star Wars Amada announcements in 2020 will be available in 2023. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. That was, that was them's the breaks. Good okay. stuff. Most of it anyway. Hey, I write it for myself more than anything. I yeah, thought I it was funny. And you love you for it. Exactly. <laughs> So, <laughs> uh, Matthew's saying that he's so for those that are listening audio, uh, Philip doesn't have his camera showing because he doesn't, he's he's a dork. Uh, so instead, I found like this picture online of him almost eating a cupcake and I use that instead. And Matthew's saying that uh, he's seen this cupcake not be eaten for three episodes and it's driving him crazy. <laughs> I can't say I blame him. <laughs> I would love to see Philip's pretty face again. Uh, <laughs> it's subjective yeah speaking of of things that'll never be uh <laughs> i'm just reminiscing about the fact that gen con was this past weekend uh, yeah it's so sad yeah How sad it's not sad it? for you you don't go <laughs> <laughs> we this, were well, all there i will say it, it has been sad like it was sad not going to Dice Tower Con oh, I know. this year. I did miss that, and I know that. And you we did miss a cruise vacation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, and I know that we weren't planning on going to Dice Tower Con this year or Dice Tower East, whatever it's called now, because we just had too much else going on this year. It didn't fit into our vacation schedule. But yeah, it was it was weird not going to a con this yeah. summer. Yep. <laughs> yeah, think of all the money we've saved on cons this year. Uh. I'm more thinking of all the leave I've saved because I haven't really saved money because the money just goes yeah. elsewhere. Yeah. yeah, I just well, still buy things. I mean, we've yeah, saved the, money. The funds got redirected, is what <laughs> happens. <laughs> I, yeah, I guess the same is true for us. All of our funds that we would have spent on Dice Tower Con went to selling and buying a house. <laughs> Philip Phil bought a computer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and then I did the, do uh, some. I did do some Gen Con shopping though. Uh, I got the because because ah. Ashley, uh, you'll hear me talk later. We've been playing more Root. Uh, I mm, bought the good. little stuffed raccoon that they have on Leader Games website. <gasps> oh, nice. and I was like, Ashley, they have a stuffed raccoon. And at first, her first response was, "They don't have one of the cats, like the 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 mm. marquee." Yeah. And so the only other one they have was one of the mouse ones. She's like, "Don't no, get the raccoon." <laughs> <laughs> I, I love little plushy things like stuff oh, yeah. type stuff. I they're so adorable, but I just I won't let myself buy them because if I buy one, I'll want a bajillion and it'll just become a chew toy for the dog. <laughs> or the cat will attack it because my cat loves to attack pillows. Yeah. That's why you just have a line item in the budget for Pokemon plushies like we do. And then what? just every <laughs> check we we buy Pokemon plushies. Gotta catch them all. 
You, uh, it's on my Instagram somewhere. Yeah, I Colin's thought. not wrong. You've got to catch them all. It probably it's in the is. damn song. I, we just we have a bunch <laughs> of shelves above our uh, couch, and they just all go up there. You know, I bet you you posted that when I wasn't on Instagram for like two weeks. Because <laughs> it doesn't sound familiar. Yeah, Rusty Beal's talking about like how he uh, he got full refunds for his Adepticon. Luckily, like I didn't uh, I didn't put out any money for Gen Con this year, mainly because of press badges. Also, we managed to get reward nights for hotel rooms for our our stay this year. So I I hope our friend was able to get those back. Oh yeah, because that would suck. Would have been. Yeah. Uh, he also talks about the the Scythe full update spiral bound rulebook that just went up. You'd think that'd be something I'm excited about, but uh, we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> oh, okay then. So, speaking of Gen Con, uh, I did a lot with Gen Con ish. Um, <laughs> I was like, I'm at least going to try and enjoy it a little bit. And, you know, there's a bunch of RPGs that I've been mm-hmm. wanting to try. Like, I have the books. Like, everything. Everything I played, I either have the books or there's one that I played that was a Kickstarter that I have coming. Oh, that's cool. So you kind of got a feel for what you have. Right. So like I played a two hour session of Pathfinder 2nd Edition, which was fun. It's really great because a lot of the Pathfinder games were like five hour games. Oh, wow. Mm. And I'm sorry, but I am not playing a game with a bunch of random people for five hours. Like, I will play a game with my group of friends for five hours, but there are too many horror stories and too many, like, things with bad GMs and bad players that I cannot commit for five hours unless it was, like, maybe if I knew if it was, like, six of us, like, friends all in, in one GM to where like we could just always like leave and do a different thing but mm-hmm. but this was great cuz it was like basically one fight is <laughs> <laughs> these little 2 hour blocks it's like to demo the sessions basically and it was oh, great cool. cuz we were supposed to go kill this like dragon worm and i got it to i negotiated it and got it to protect the city instead oh, nice cool and the DM actually like went with it. Like he could have just been like, no, but he actually like went with it. And you could even tell because nice. he was like, uh, okay, but first you have to prove your prove yourself to me in combat. I'm like, okay, so we still have to fight the thing. But that's at least a creative way of saying we still have to fight the thing. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that's cool. And then I played a I played the the one I, the one I don't have is I played the root RPG. Um oh. and I actually after I played it, I emailed Magpie Games and had them unlock my backer kit because they had already charged everything mm-hmm. so that I could upgrade my order. Oh. Because uh, nice. I'd only backed like a, do- a couple of dollars, just like a, I just want to stay up to date on stuff. But mm. I upgraded to like the full rule book. Nice. Cool. Yeah. And then a uh, couple other games that nobody probably really cares about. <laughs> well, I didn't care about any of those. So. Well, yeah, but somebody did. <laughs> Philip did. Maybe. Anyways. But uh, you guys actually got to play some board games. Yeah, we we were part of a little mixer thing that the uh, Punchboard Media put on. That yeah, was so we cool, by the way. It was really neat. Yeah, it went really like, well. I'm, we didn't get to participate in as much as we were hoping to because we were buying a house this weekend or going through the process of buying a house this weekend. And that took up a lot of time and our attention. It's hard buying a house out of state. I'll just say that, <laughs> especially during a pandemic. <laughs> but yeah, we did. We got to participate. At least Colin did two sessions of 
playing of stuff. I, I did one, but we actually did schedule one for tomorrow. So that's pretty cool. Some and, of you, I guess, who couldn't. And just a, just a reference for some of those that may have never, because unless you were in the punch board or a game publisher, you wouldn't know what it was. It's basically it's the, yeah. the group organized a, hey, we're not getting to do all those connections and talking that you normally would do with publishers. Uh, so they set up like a special discord to where publishers each had a channel and creators each had a channel. And so that like you could connect with all the people that were, you know, yeah, publishers that thought these certain creators would be a good fit for their games and vice versa mm-hmm. and organize demos and stuff like that. Yeah, it was it was really cool and very well done, I thought. Yeah. It was it was basically a way for us as content creators and publishers too to get together like we would at a con. You know, we scheduled sort of basically scheduled appointments. And, you know, instead of meeting at a booth, we met in a meeting room on Discord. And then I know some of the publishers were showing off their games with Tabletop Simulator. Some were using Tabletopia. So, and I'm sure there was some other ways. But yeah, it was it was a really good idea. And I thought it was very well done. Right. Do you want to talk at all about the games we actually demoed, babe? Uh, so yeah, we got to try out Rival Networks, which is a two-player version of the Networks. And it's from it, formal ferret games. Yeah. Gilhova has designed a, it's kind of a tug of war. It's like uh, a smaller so version of the networks, right? Because it, yeah, it, it's yeah. specifically for two players. We haven't actually played the networks, but we actually received a copy to review of the networks and its expansion after the fact. Mm-hmm. And so we'll be able to compare them at, uh, later. I was about yeah. to say, I think we, I was going to have to talk to you. I was like, I think there was uh, some people asking if people wanted to review the networks. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. let me let me jump in here real quick with like a <laughs> ridiculously important question. Is the formal ferret game logo like a ferret in a top hat and a monocle? Yes. Yes. Oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> it is amazing. Yeah. Gil Hove is a really good guy. He's he's really cool. But yeah, so that that was a neat game. I, I liked that. And yeah, then, I really like the rival networks. Uh, he had another thing that was kind of cool. It's called check-in cards, and it's I think it's just four cards per person, and you mm-hmm. you each pick a card out, reveal it simultaneously to show what your level of energy is. You either full, three quarters full, uh, half, yeah, or running on empty kind of thing. Like it looks like little battery logos. Yeah. So you got green, mostly green, yellow, and red kind of battery filled for like a charge thing. And so it's gauging where people are with their energy level, how serious they're going to be able to take a game. And then after that, you choose a card again, same four cards, but it shows like how competitive you're wanting to be with the current game. Like, are you playing strictly to win? You're just kind of there to play or you don't care. You're just there to socialize, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it's just a it's a thing that he experimented with to just make it to where people are more aware of how people are feeling around yeah. the table. And it's right. one of those things like if a lot of people put out a card that's low battery and low you know low intensity, then maybe it's time to just play something quick and simple. You know, like a end of the game party night or end of the night party game. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was trying to say. So yeah, there was that, and then uh, with Inside Up, got to try the city builder ancient world mm. which i liked that game yeah i unfortunately lot. had a work call that i was on dirt when he was doing that demo so i couldn't you know participate but it's another one of those it's going to be another one of those has lots of quick turns but really intense decisions that you're making mm-hmm. it looked pretty cool the bits that i did catch 
I don't remember what you thought of the game, but I, uh, it looks like that that Quick and the Undead is now available from Inside Up. The, oh. I saw you had it on pre-order. Yeah, that's what I'm. I guess that's what oh, I, okay. I saw it in the list of the BGG like coming out. Oh, cool. Yeah, we didn't actually get to demo it really. He just gave us like the rundown. Oh, but I was okay. I was really curious to try it though. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't remember. I knew that you had experienced it. I just couldn't remember the details. Yeah, he just gave us like an overview. Yeah, when I saw Undead, I was a little iffy because I'm not. I mean, zombies. I'm like kind of. I used to be big on zombie movies, but. Uh, I just, uh, zombies kind of so-so, but the artwork was really good for this. Like, yeah, it, was. it doesn't it look was. all gross and stuff like you would think a zombie artwork could be. Right. So, so yeah. So, uh, I, I'm kind of curious what y'all thought about uh, Gen Con Online in particular. Us? Yeah. Just not. I know you didn't experience a lot, but from what you've seen. So I, I, I didn't do too much in, involved with it, but I. Like I follow Smirk and Dagger on Facebook and stuff, and so I saw them post that they have a Discord channel that's basically their booth, mm. and you can go and demo games and different voice channels and stuff. They'll take you on Tabletop Simulator, give you the code and stuff. Uh, so I was following the booth chat, and people were saying like, "Yeah, I want to buy this game. Okay, let's let's go talk over here about that." Yeah, <laughs> and that's so cool. They were they were functioning basically like they were in a booth yeah so I, yeah i thought that was really, That's neat. really neat there's there's something i mean not everybody had that experience and it's it's a little bit chaotic because there was not like any sort of you had to kind of figure it out on your own a little bit and the, mm. the gen con website was kind of a mess as far as like the virtual dealer hall thing oh was it yeah well, like what basically it was not like i tried to use it on the phone and it was just not usable like on a computer it was fine but mm. they had this like i forgot what they called it like the looking glass or something like that and it was hmm. weird and like of course the more money you paid the bigger your logo was kind of stuff <laughs> oh, oh yeah i heard about that yeah uh, for the publishers yeah like yeah like i would almost say like next year the publish like if i were a publisher i don't think i would give gen con any money for this because like as far as like a Gen Con experience, all they need to be doing for an online experience is just events, like scheduling the the events and ticketed on like the RPGs or like seminars. They're just the hub where people go to find out what's going on. Yeah. Hmm. The publishers could have just had people to their website. Yes. They the publishers yeah. could have been have they, they could have taken that same amount of money, which I imagine it was a big chunk, hired some people to work, work their Discord and be those people. To, you know, to talk like Colin's talking about, or take a chunk and throw it to a content creator that's got like a professional video setup and say, hey, spend a day or two just showing off our games yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like that would have been... Actually, I kind of think... I feel like I, there's nothing that says you can't do that any time of the year, but right, I kind of yeah. feel like a Gen Con online would be a good thing to have like every year, like maybe like a month yeah. after the regular Gen Con. Because it would allow people who couldn't go exactly, to the that's my po- to like, still see this stuff. I was playing RPGs with people over in Europe that are like, I would never be able to do a right. physical Gen Con because it's just so expensive for me right. to fly yeah. over there. Hmm. That's an interesting thought. Yeah. Yeah. Right between Gen Con and Essen. Right. And there's like people would say like, well, you could do it without including Gen Con. But there's something to be said of having that central database. Somebody to say this is the weekend. Somebody to say, here's a listing of all the events. Here's a listing of all these different things. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I wonder how many publishers 
had a bunch of people just buy from their the websites themselves, like the publisher sites, instead of using the Gen Con like dealer hall. Right. I don't. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I'm sure if I went and asked a publisher, they well, might it's like Matthew's know, in but... here. He says, uh, "I talked with a couple of publishers who had a rough time with Gen Con Online. It definitely was not easy to make income through Gen Con Online, unless you're one of the big ones." Uh, other issue was Gen Con Online was placed in so many different areas. There were m- so many things that they should have just slotted fully on Discord. Mm. Ah, okay. And th- yeah, that's the one thing. It, it's just not everything needs to be routed through there, but it is still nice to have that central like database for events. But for as far as booths, I think in general, just virtual dealer halls are a terrible idea. I guess yeah. that's so, my point. So you're saying that you should replace the loop with just a spreadsheet with all the event times and stuff. Well, no, 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 because the way that Gen Con tickets events is they have like a huge catalog that's on their website. You submit an event, it gets put in a roster, filtered by category, date. That's all fine and good. They do a great job at at filtering events. It's the dealer hall piece that's the problem. Is people Mm, are paying all this money to be included in that dealer hall, and it's not really generating them. It's not really generating those click-throughs. Right, okay. Whereas if they had their own, like, booth on a Discord server or something, that might be better, like what Smirk and Dagger was doing. Right, and some people did do that, and those are probably the people that made more sales on it, and that sort of thing. Yeah, okay, interesting. So, yep, uh, that's my thought. Uh, one more thought before we before we move on. I got I, t- I taught Philip Keyforge earlier today. Did you really? Oh yeah, Fun. yeah. Our our local store actually has tables out front of the store, like outside. Outside. Wow. And so I was just like, hey, I had to drop some packages off at the post office. I was like, hey, let's meet oh, yeah, up at right the there. store and play a game. So like you know, wipe it. I went and wiped the tables off, and then just went and we played nice. uh, uh, Keyforge. So who won? Uh, I won. <laughs> I felt bad because I was synergizing hard on some of the on some of the combos. Were they new decks or did, ones you already had? Uh, that was my first time playing that deck. So yes, they were both new decks. Okay, what did Philip think? I, I mean, I'll I'll have to. <laughs> I mean, you just gotta sit there and keep playing it to try yeah. to find find the combos that work. Yeah, that's why well, I'm terrible at card games. <laughs> well, the best part is now is something else I found. And the reason I wanted to teach Philip physically is there's a website. I had heard of it forever, but I had kind of written it off because it's fan made. It's called The Crucible oh. Online. And somebody has made a digital version of Keyforge. Really? Yeah. And it's it's so well done. When you there's a Keyforge app that's official from Hasmodee that like you can scan in the barcode. And it loads it under like your profile as a deck oh, yeah. that you have. Well, when you do that, it generates a URL that has a listing of all the cards in that deck. You can take that URL and go to the Crucible and put it in and it loads that deck into your game. Oh, wow. That's mm. nice. So then you can actually, and the, the interface, I mean, like it's it's not as like sleek as maybe like an FFG production would be, but it still looks pretty good. And all the cards are in there. Everything looks good. It's free to play. Although you could be like a patron to form like competitive teams and stuff. But it's really, really good. But now I was like, okay, well, now I could like send Philip a link and we could play online. Because I imagine learning the game on there might be kind of hard. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Hmm, that's really cool. Yeah. Glad you have that. And so option. it means also I've been playing like a couple like couple times through the week now. I'm just like, oh, let me play a game in Keyforge real fast. <laughs> so you can play with random people? Yeah. So there's like a lobby where you just like, I want to play. You create like what type of level you are, like beginner or a casual player. And then people can just jump in 
Kind of like how uh, Tabletop Simulator does that, where they just have games set up and you right. can just yeah. click to join. That's really cool. So, yep, I'm finding ways to try and get more gaming in. Like awesome. I sent my I sent my dad a copy of uh, the Captain America Marvel Champions deck so that we could oh, yeah. play on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So uh, we got a copy of a game called Valley of the Vikings in English or Tal der Vikinger in German. Vikinger. And by that yellow box, I'm assuming this is a Haba game. It, it is, is a Haba game. game. Yeah. So this is a it's another dexterity game and. The reason we have the German one is because they were out of stock, I think, temporarily for the English one. And so when we talked with T at the booth at PAX Unplugged, T mentioned uh, that they didn't have the English one. And someone was trying to say, oh, what, what's what's different about the German one? And T said, well, it has German kids in it. <laughs> and the the I, I don't know. If, uh, the person was uh, took it as like, what? What do you mean? <laughs> I'm assuming yeah. the rule book being the big. Well, it comes in English and German, ah. no matter what version you have. And so, but yeah, it's it's all the same. It's just German words on the cover. Gotcha. Is all it is. But yeah, so it's a dexterity game. You're kind of bowling is what you're doing. You have this paddle here that you are hitting a ball with across the table to knock over barrels, like different colored barrels. There's one for each player color. If you knock them over, you get to move pieces associated with those. You're moving them down a dock. And when you move them down a dock, they are populating different spaces that get different rewards. And there is an end of the dock. Once someone falls off the dock, you'll score. The person that fell off will go back to the beginning. And then you do it again until you run out of a stash of these coins that come in the game. So certain spaces award a certain amount of coins and certain spaces have the player colors on them like they're it's like the emblem of what viking they represent mm -hmm. and if someone is on someone else's color they take a coin from that person mm -hmm. and if you're on your own color you take a coin from everyone else and that's essentially the game yeah it's very simple but it's a lot of fun yeah the thing about it is like you knock this ball around and if you miss you go again you, it's, it's like play to win play till you win yeah and when you knock a barrel over, you can choose where to put it in the arrangement because uh, there's certain holes on the board where you stack oh, yeah, when, when you put these things. And yeah, so you can like group them together with the, uh, other ones that you don't necessarily want hit or put something yeah. in the way so you have to hit your own maybe. Yeah. And the other cool thing is you if you knock over multiple pins, you can choose the order in which you move the Viking characters down the river oh, or yeah. down the dock. So you could potentially move a bunch of characters at once or first to instigate somebody going off the dock. So yeah, it's really you cool. You can't occupy the same space. So you'll leapfrog the other Vikings. Yes. Oh yeah. And where you put your coins is in these cool cardboard ships. Yeah. They're little Viking <laughs> ships. They're so neat. How many players does this work with? It's up to four. In the two player, we played this both two and four player because mm -hmm. we played it with my parents when we were away. And the two player, you still use all four all Vikings, four Vikings uh, symbols going down the dock and you have all four ships because they'll still collect coins. So both players playing could lose. Yeah, which we have. <laughs> so, But yeah, it, it's it's a lot of fun. My parents enjoyed it. Yeah, they, they did. My dad was uh, loving it. I think he won. 
when we played with I them? I think so. Yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. Yeah, I'm definitely. This is definitely a game I'm going to introduce to my niece when she gets a little bit older because I think she'd have fun like whacking the little ball and knocking the stuff over. And then, of course, as she gets even older, you know, she'll understand the concept of the strategy of which pins to knock over instead of just knocking stuff over because it's cool. Although it is really cool. Yeah. And so this is a dexterity game Philip could play too, since it's not <laughs> flicking. Yes. Just, you mean that in multiple senses. Yeah. <laughs> it's not yeah. flicking and it's easy. Yeah, it's easy. Yeah. Aww. But yeah, just paddling away at this ball. There's not much else I can really say about it. It's it's really good, mm-hmm. simple. The box says it's for ages six to ninety nine. I love that they always put to 99 on their games. It makes me smile. So, yeah. Because you know, heaven you forbid you play out. this if you're 100. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I love, I really enjoy this game a lot. And the art is adorable. Like, I love the little Viking kids that are on the cover. I mean, And they're the ones that are in the game, too. Uh, it's, it's just really cute. Very, yep. It's a very well done production-wise game. Yeah, there there is one issue I have with it. And that is getting it back in the box. Oh yeah, it's a little bit of it's one of those puzzle piece ones, like uh, to you unless have to arrange you it just the, right. Unless you want to take the ships apart each time, which I don't recommend. No, yeah, you can fit them in there. It's just you gotta yeah. you gotta get it just right to where they'll fit. Mm-hmm. And it's an interlocking board thing, so yeah, little that, puzzle pieces. So that makes it more difficult. I mean, it's nice because you pops apart and you stick them in there, but it's like an odd shape. So you're yeah. But yeah, so Valley of the Vikings, I would give this on the scale of BGG in the realm of dexterity. What would you say, Cindy? Um, I'd say I'd give it a seven. Yeah, I think that's about where I'm sitting yeah. too. So I, I, I would recommend this as a family game or as a couple mm-hmm. that just wants to swing at a ball and yeah. have it hit stuff. It's just one of those like when you're, if you're having a bad day or if you just want something. It's one of them to, low energy games? Yes, it's a low energy very chill, very silly, sweet game. I was you just know? referring so, back to the where you were talking about with like the low battery cards. Yeah, the check-in yes, cards. Yes, this yeah. is the perfect one, a game for that. It's the perfect opportunity to play this game in that instance. Like we were, I, I don't know, it was a few a few nights ago. I was just, I wanted to play something, but I didn't really want to think, if that makes sense. And so it's just like, you know, let's play Valley of the Vikings because it's, it's simple, it's a lot of fun, and it's just something that, I don't, I mean, yeah, I can place things a certain way to try and get points and win, but, you know, generally it's not, the excitement of this game is not about winning, it's about the playing. Yeah, that's a uh, small dexterity game seem to be great for that, because, like, yes. that's uh, impact for us is that same. Mm. Ah, the yeah. Where it's just no thinking, just. Yeah, and it's just, it's it's a great game. Yeah, I'm not sure I actually said it, but yeah, the goal is to have the most coins. <laughs> Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Valley of the Vikings or <laughs> Tal der Vikinger. I, I will say that every time I saw you say Valley of the Vikings or I saw it in chat or on Instagram or something, I just kept thinking of Valley of the Kings, which is that, that ah. deck building game from AEG. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Huh. Nope. Different game. <laughs> uh, well, obviously, no. <laughs> so, uh, I'm going to talk about Root specifically. I've got the, was it Underground? Is that the new one? I probably Underworld. Underworld. I should have brought the box over here, but mainly the, I'm talking about the Underworld expansion and the Clockwork expansion. Okay. Uh, so the Underworld expansion adds two new factions, uh, the Co- the Corvid Conspiracy, which is like basically a bunch of like ravens. I don't know if they're supposed to be some other type of word. And then the Underground Ducky, which is mm-hmm. uh, the Moles. Oh. And then what the Clockwork oh. expansion is, is that adds all the bots 
Uh, like there's the the mechanical marquees and the electric eerie. Oh right, yeah. All these different mo- different all of the the base fact the base game factions have a bot. So there's a vagabot, and I don't remember what the woodland one was. Chris Corvid is part of the scientific name for um, ravens and crows. Well, that's what I figured it was, but I just couldn't remember what it was. Like I was just <laughs> they were blackbirds, so I was assuming ravens and crows. Oh. But I assumed it had something to do with like its scientific name or classification or something. So the new factions are great. Uh, it's definitely getting to the point where you, it's almost more interesting to me to play the the newer factions than it is the old ones are starting to look kind of like vanilla now. Mm. Mm. Okay. Um, in fact, I was so so Patrick from Leader Games did an AMA, and somebody was like, "Now that the Underworld expansion's out, do you feel like Root is complete?" And they're like, "No, we still have like uh, eight more factions that have been like submitted." I was like, "Holy crap!" <laughs> wow. Like that's that's how many are out now are eight factions. Wow. No, I mean, I don't I don't remember exact. I remember the number eight was tossed around, but I don't know if he was saying like that's how many's been proposed or all that's that. A lot. I don't think they have. They, I don't know if they announced any plans of when it was coming, but it was just, no, we're not done. That's crazy. That's nice. You're never done it learning that variety. game. Oh, yeah. Uh, specifically, like, whenever I'm playing Root, I always feel like I never have enough cards. Well, when I played the Underground Ducky, that's definitely not the case because unlike other uh, factions where you have to play the cards to do something for their faction, the, the Ducky, you just show them. And then you discard them later for something else. So you almost always have a hand of five. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which was like the first time in Root I've ever like had a hand of five. Oh, that's cool. So Ashley's enjoying it. Oh, yeah. Uh, she hasn't won yet, but she did enjoy it. Uh, I, I, I Now, and this is where the bots come in. So obviously, you would want to play the bots if you're a solo gamer. That's where that's going to come in. So if you want to play Root, but like right now, you love Root, you want to try out the new faction, which is why I got it, which was like, I have these brand new factions. I can't play them because I can't play Root. So that's why I asked to try out the Clockwork expansion. So there's that's one use case if you're a fan of Root, but you don't have any other fans of Root nearby. Mm-hmm. But another one is if you want to be like me and play like the most passive aggressive game of Root ever. (laughs) Like Root is a war game, but we played it like the most peaceful passive game of Root ever. (laughs) That's cool. Where uh, it was basically just like, there's the there's the bot and it's just like I'm gonna hit him and then Ash is gonna hit him and it's just like back and forth like it started out uh, we had the the most recent time we played we had the electric eerie uh, and they mm. start with like a lot of people and they just kind of like swarmed out and took a bunch of Ashley's stuff because she's playing the cat so she starts out with like the entire board. And it was just like this massive group that just slowly dwindled. And so I just like, she's coming from one end and I'm coming from the other. And we're just like beating down. Like, I don't think the bot got above like 10 points the whole game. Oh, wow. Because uh, we kept sending it into turmoil. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Now, granted, this was also because I learned that last time we, the, la- the the previous times that we had played, I hadn't put the easy faction card or the easy difficulty card in. So it was like normal difficulty. And that's why we were getting our butts kicked. But mm. this time oh. I played the, that's the other piece is it's highly, highly customizable as far as the, the, the scaling on the difficulty of the bots, which is great because the first time that the river folk expansion that offered the mechanical ones, there was no adjusting it. And it was just super hard. 
But mm. this time it offers the like, okay, uh, during this period, you only do one of these instead of like two or these. And you can scale it and you can even add traits to just make it quirkier. So it's not playing the exact, you're not playing it the exact same way, even if you play the same difficulty. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. And it was funny because Ashley and I didn't really have to fight each other, except for there was a couple of times where I'd just be massing in a giant army right on her spot stuff. And she's like, I know you said you weren't going to attack me, but that's a lot of people there. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to whittle those guys down. So there that's you cool. go. Uh, I would uh, I would say if you own Root, you need to have the Underworld expansion. The two new factions are great and add a lot of new stuff. The clockwork is very dependent. That's going to be, like I said, is if you aren't playing it because you don't have enough people or if, if you're playing Root at a two player, I would throw this in because sometimes like if you're just two one on one for Root, it can be kind of. I don't know. I, I don't necessarily want to say mean. It just might be kind of not as exciting when you're only going against one person. Mm -hmm. But you could definitely get some extra variety. So if you're playing root primarily one or two player, then I would say Clockwork is a must. Cool. That's that. I guess that's the kind of overall summary. So you rated a ten. Uh, I have to look at the scale. It's probably eight. <laughs> okay. Yeah, just I'd go with to, your heart. Yeah. That's what I want to say. Eight. Plus, it's just super cute. So that's why. And I got it. Ken over at Geekcraft has been experimenting with some 3D inserts for Root. So I have like Ooh. all the faction bits and nice little boxes. It's great. That's mm. great. So nice. Uh, I'm going to talk some Patreon stuff while I'm hoping Cindy has a game for us because yep, we I'm didn't good. we didn't talk to verify. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm good. I gotcha. Uh, so. Like I said earlier, uh, if you want to go to patreon.com slash boards and swords and help support this episode, uh, we very much appreciate it. Uh, we know things are hard right now, so if you can't, that's not a big deal. You're still going to get all the content that you normally do. But if you want stuff above and beyond, which it will get back to, I know this past month hasn't been as much, but... Uh, if you want to do that, if you want to help influence the show, like I said, with the news, if you want to just hang out and chat with us and ask us questions all the live long day in our Slack, you can, or you can be yeah. like some of our other patrons and, uh, pay $5 and get their favorite games shouted out by puns. Speaking of which I'm going to say it on here. Uh, Sean, Lance, Rice, and Jordan owe me their favorite games for puns. I still have to do yours, but they haven't responded to me yet to say what their favorite game is, so I'm calling yeah. them out here. Nice. <laughs> so there you go. Uh, Patreon.com slash Boards and Swords. And now I'm going to hand it to Cindy. All right. So for the game today, I decided to do, I'm calling it the eBay game. Nice. And so basically how this is going to work, one person is going to guess the buy it now price. And then the other two people are going to guess whether the real price is higher or lower or if they're dead on. And then um, for scoring, it, so say that Colin is guessing the price, then Chris and Philip, you guys will say higher or lower. Um, and then Colin would get points for whichever one of you is wrong. So if you're if you say opposite things or if you both say the same thing and you're wrong, he would get points for that. Um, and if he's dead on, he gets two points. And then the other people who are saying higher or lower or dead on, they will get a point if they're correct in their assumption of whether the guesser is incorrect. Okay. So, um, I mean, you'll each get a chance. You'll each get two chances because there's seven questions. You'll each get two chances to be the guesser. And then question seven, you're each going to 
blind write down what you think the price is, the buy it now price is, and we'll see who's closest. All right. You didn't tell me this would be a written test. Well, there's only one written one. Okay. So there is a theme to this. I went to eBay and I typed in Gen Con oh, since no. I, we, we were talking about Gen Con. So I found some Gen Con related items on eBay. All right. So the first one that I found, this is the Gen Con 2020 unreleased rare dice lot. It is a set of 2D6 crystal cast promo dice. Oh. So I guess they made all these dice for Gen Con and then they were like a special limited edition thing. And then, of course, Gen Con didn't happen. And so... Oh, they're all Gen Con 2020 dice. They're all Gen Con 2020 <laughs> dice. So you get... In this lot, you bought... Like, when you buy now, you buy, you get two D6s. So I just want to interrupt slightly. I feel like I ran this exact game where we did an eBay game based on I did Gen Con searches. Oh, and really? I'm pretty sure there was a Gen Con dice set in there. That's oh, why I, that's, I remember but, that. Yeah, this but is it was all it was it was somebody I understand. I'm just saying like okay. I think it was like somebody was selling their collection of like a bunch of Gen Con dice that they had gotten for free. Oh, that's amusing. So Yeah, this one these are really pretty. They're like midnight blue and they have gold writing they actually kind of reminded me of our boards and swords dice mm. the patron dice okay so who's going first so, colin um colin yeah how what is the buy it now price for this unreleased rare dice set and it's uh and they're brand new just it's for two dice it's for two d6s yes i am gonna say 25 smackers okay Chris, do you think he is dead on or is the actual price higher or lower than Well, $25? I want to say when we did this game previously, it was 25-ish for a whole bunch of them. So I'm just going to go lower. Okay. And Philip, what do you think? I'm also going to go with lower. Okay. Just because the the crystal cast D6s are free when you buy the other <laughs> set. And I uh -huh. think it's like 15 bucks to get the whole set of dice. Yeah. You buy 15 for the ones that don't have the special D6, and then they give you the D6 for free anyway. Yeah, and it goes in the middle of the box. Okay, okay. All right. Well, the actual buy it now price for these dice is $20. Oh. So you guys, Philip and Chris, each get a point. All right. So our next item up for bid. <laughs> so this one is a Marvel Champions LCG Gen Con Core Hero promos. Oh, I have these. I'm going to be interested in this. This is brand new, and it was exclusive to the con, and it says in the description, I can't guarantee how old this listing is because I did not pay attention to that, but it says, get them now before the game comes out. <laughs> well, this so... was last year. This was the promos last year at Gen Con, which again, were free. <laughs> right. Right. Okay. Oh, so, Chris, man. you are going no, to No, start... they cost $110 for your Gen Con ticket. Yeah, that's like true. $1,000 for your hotel room. Well, they were free for me. <laughs> All right. So, how much is the Buy It Now price Ooh, on eBay this is... for these promos? Yeah, because these could have been a pretty penny, uh, you know, last year, but this year, and also just, I don't know. Hmm. I'm thinking. Okay. There are five cards. I'm just going to say 50 bucks. Okay. I'm going to say $10 a promo. Okay. All right. So, Philip, do you think he's dead on or is it higher or lower cost? I'm going to have to go with higher on that one. Okay. 
And Colin, what do you think? The number is 50? That yeah. That is what Chris said. Uh, 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 let's, let's go lower. Lower? Okay. So... Um, it is actually one hundred dollars. Whoa! So, nice. so Philip and Chris. Someone's got in a hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah. So actually, Phillip, no. If it's still, if the listing hasn't changed, that means they're not getting their hundred bucks. Yeah. So Philip gets a point because he guessed that it was higher, and Chris gets a point because Colin said lower. Whew! I need. I I picked a pretty good answer there. I thought I was going t- closer to too high. Yeah. Cindy, um, how many questions did you say there'd be total? Seven. Seven. Are you ready, Philip? He's making a summary. Carry on. <laughs> okay. All right. So, Philip, this is your turn to guess the buy it now price. All right. So, this is the Gen Con Special Limited Edition Commemorative Lay Flat Dice Tray from 2019. This is brand new. And, yep, that's it. <laughs> oh, I'm betting this is one of those. It's got the snaps in the corners it and does it lays have flat and you snap them together to bring up the sides. Yep, that's exactly correct. So it's a 2019 Dice Tray Gen Con Special Limited Edition. Brand new. How much do you think the Buy It Now price is, Philip? I'm going to say the Buy It Now price is $40. Okay. Colin, do you think he's dead on or is it higher or lower than $40? Uh, I'm going to go higher. I'm going to continue my trend of being wrong. Okay. I'm going to go lower. Consistency is key, Colin. I'm I'm pretty sure I spent like 10 to 15 on the packs unplugged one I got and that was retail and I can't expect people are playing that much more for it after the fact. Okay. So I'm going to go lower than 40. All right. So the actual buy it now price is 29.99, so round up to 30. So Philip gets a point for Colin being <laughs> wrong and Chris gets a point for being right. I think I'm winning. <laughs> <laughs> this is golf, right? Yeah. All right, Colin, this one's for you. Okay. So we have Firefly the Board Game Serenity Resin Piece Expansion Promo Bonus from Ooh. Gen Con. So it was like a little ship. It was a re- resin Serenity ship that this was only available at the Guild Force 9 booth and was not advertised. And when they asked, yeah, I didn't know when this, this person asked how many were available, they were told there was only 80 to 100 produced. So this is a brand new unopened promo Firefly Serenity. Fun fact, token. also the same number of people that like Firefly the game. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, Colin, what do you think this person is trying to sell this for on eBay? What's I, the buy now price? I am going to say 45 Okay. Chris, do you think higher or lower, or is he dead on? Oh, this is a hard one. Cause tried to pick a number that was kind of... Yeah, because... Could it, go either way. If it were... If... If it were attached to any other game, this normally might be a lot higher. Mm-hmm. But it's one of those, it could be high because it's Firefly, but it could be bad because it's Firefly. <laughs> uh, my gut says lower, so I'm going to go lower. Okay. And Philip, what do you think? I'm going to go with higher. Uh-oh, we're oh, breaking the tie hey. here. The tie's getting broken right here. I'm getting All a right. point. So the actual buy it now price is $299.99. This person wants $300 for this resin serenity ship. What and Colin is the on the board. Hell? So Colin so Colin gets a point and Philip gets a point. <laughs> yeah. Chris needs a moment to recover it seems. Yeah, that was that was crazy. When I saw that I'm like, "Oh my gosh." I mean, it's a tiny little ship too. Like it was maybe Oh yeah, know, it's just got a, a couple I mean, inches at we've the most. We've seen the board game box, like yeah. it's got to fit in the box. Yeah. 
Right. It's right. Uh, no spaces. Like, yeah, it just cracked me up when I saw that. Any other game, I could see it being that, like, some special X-Wing ship. Cool. I could see someone, like, paying 300 bucks for it. But for Firefly... I guess... I mean, there's no guarantee well, that mean, anybody's going to buy this thing. Yeah, I know. But... I know. I know. So, like, one, it was Firefly. Two, it's made out of resin. If it was, like, one of those McDonald's 24-karat gold-plated Millennium Falcons from back in the day, <laughs> maybe that much. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, Chris, this is your next one. Okay. okay. So we have a Clank Expedition Leader promo card from Gen Con 2018. So it's a, a promo card for the use in the game Clank. And this person is selling it used. 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 So ex- I guess well, you- maybe they used it in one game or something. You said it's a promo card? It's a promo card. So one card. It's called the Expedition Leader. What is the buy it? I want to lowball this, but then I'm afraid if I won't get any points. <laughs> uh, you could be dead on. You never know. I'm going to go $7. Okay. This is without shipping, right? Yes. This is before shipping for all these. $7. Okay. Philip, is he high? Is it higher, lower, or is he dead on? I'm going to go with higher. Okay. Colin? Sorry. What was the number? $7. Chris said $7. Okay. That's what I thought I heard. Okay. Uh, Philip said higher. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, do I want points or do I want to be different? <laughs> or can I do both? Let's go lower. Okay. So the actual buy it now price is twenty four twenty four. Dang it. Hey, I didn't do either. But I got a point. <laughs> so Chris gets a point and Philip gets a point. Oh, wait. No, I was different. I did one. All right. Uh, Philip, this one's for you. We have Munchkin Zombies Shelter Skelter Promo Bookmark. From 2017 Gen Con 50. So it's a bookmark based off Munchkin from Gen Con 50 in 2017. What is the buy it now price? I'm going to go with $25. Okay. Philip? I mean, not Philip. Colin, is it higher or lower than $25 or is he dead on? Hmm. I'm going to say he's dead on. At $25? Yeah, let's okay. do that. All right, Chris? Sorry, I broke my pencil. What was the item again? I heard the $25. So it's a Munchkin Zombies Shelter Skelter promo bookmark for Gen Con 50 in 2017. See, this is where I got it. it, You know, you want to say lower, but that's not, it's not what it sold for. It's what they listed it for. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And people can be crazy. Yeah. Especially Munch. You know what? The kind of person that put a Munchkin bookmark up on eBay (laughs) is probably going to put it higher. (laughs) My gut's telling me higher. Okay. <laughs> so you're going higher? I'm going higher. All right. The buy it now price is $1.95. Dang uh. it. <laughs> so no one gets any points. No, wait. Well, Philip no, gets a point. Philip gets two points. Oh, yeah. Because we would, both are wrong. Said dead on. Yeah. You're right. You're right. Okay. All right. I got to get uh, another pencil for this last one. You're welcome, Philip. <laughs> I think Philip's winning. Thanks, this love. Game. <laughs> Man, Philip's doing so good. You like Bailey's? Thanks. You see this? This is you handing the win to Philip. I'm yeah. not trying to. I'm. I'm dead on. I'm, really? You thought he was dead on? Hey, I, he said twenty five dollars. Stranger it's things have happened. Yes. You said higher. So. Oh yeah. What's the chance? We could mathematic the chances here. Yours is like one in infinity versus like twenty five hey. and high. <laughs> we don't need any of this. Well, it depends on how many points this last question is worth. That's true. It's worth a billion points. This last question, let's see. 
That's He's what the table did all the time. It's like the last question 10, was oftentimes points. is 10,000 points. Nice. So it's like, we're all about game balance all here. All right, this last question is 10 points. Cool. So it's anybody's game. <laughs> None Just of 10. us will be legal, even if we get the win. Right. Okay. Um, so this one... It, remember, it's whoever is closest. Don't worry about going over or anything like that. It's just mathematically closest. Yeah. Pull out your calculators. Exactly. Okay. So this is a Games and Gear Gen Con 50 commemorative collector gold coin with a program guide. So it's literally the program from Gen Con 50 in 2017 and a collector's gold coin. Collector's gold coin. From Games and Gear. And they're numbered. Like, so each of the so coins is something numbered. like this. Sure. Except it doesn't say Haba. All right, All I'm right, in. So, lock down what you think the buy I'm probably price is. nowhere close, but. Okay, I'm locked in. You good, Philip? I just slacked you my answer. <laughs> okay. All right. So, Philip, what did you say? What do you think it is, Philip? I say $75. Okay. Colin, what do you say? I said. $159. Okay. And Chris, what did you say? I thought I was going to be way out there. I said $200. Hmm. Okay. I think. Well, you could say the number. Who, we can help you out. <laughs> no, I know who it goes to. All right. So the buy it now price is $172.95. Wow. So it's Colin. Colin <gasps> gets it because he was 150 Chris was 200 and it's under the Well, he 25. was 159 right? Yeah, 159 Oh, then yeah, he's that way, puts him even yeah, closer. Yeah, he's definitely way closer. <laughs> Yeah, so Colin, he wins the whole thing. All right. I'm in from behind. Because I gave him 10 points. Nice. That's that's my signature move. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I knew it was going to be high because I know Games and Gear makes really expensive brushes. Like, I think their brush sets go for like $200, $300. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that's where they're like, it's the finest coarse hair from horses that we've murdered in our backseat. Oh my oh. gosh, that's so sad. So no one will have this unique brush. Yeah. All right, Alrighty, so uh, I guess that is it. Let's roll the footage. Let's go. That wraps up our episode this week. Thank you to everybody in the chat room for, for hanging out and participating. If you want to watch the show live, then you need to go to boardsandswords.com slash live. We record every other Wednesday. It's got the schedule and the links to all our channels. Yeah. And if you really enjoy this show, you got to check out our second podcast. It's a live play RPG podcast called The Dirtbags of Folding. We take all the greatest RPGs that you may have played at Gen Con Online and we mess them up in ways that creators couldn't even imagine. (laughs) (laughs) But if you like this show, you can email us your comments and questions at feedback at boardsandswords.com. You can follow us on Instagram at Boards and Swords Pod or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Boards and Swords Pod. And you should also follow our individual accounts. I'm Cindy Pastorius on Twitter and Instagram. I am Callcakes196 on Twitter and Instagram. I'm not bored. I, literally, I'm Chris Isn't Bored, B-O-R-B-O-A-R-D on Twitter and Instagram. And you can find me on Twitter as Phil the Dirtbag. And we are also part of the Punchboard Media. Punchboardmedia.com is a site that has all kinds of awesome gaming content, reviews, uh, and people like us who just kind of talk and do crazy things. But yeah, there's videos, written reviews, podcasts, all kinds of goodness at punchboardmedia.com. 
and go check out the YouTube channel, the Punchboard Media YouTube channel, because there's going to be some good stuff coming on there soon. Oh, yeah. 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 Lastly, thank you, everyone that's been listening. Uh, once again, patreon.com slash boards and swords to help support the show. And two weeks, we'll be back with another episode. In the meantime, remember, uh, every gamer has a story, and that's my signature move. <laughs> <laughs>